reading, writing, and Ravelry. On episode 39, I'm Kate. I'm Tammy, and this is Knit Together. Hello! Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Did you have a happy new year, bringing yes. in the new year? Yes, I did. We're kind of old fuddy-duddies. We don't really go do much, you know. We always have all of our kids, it seems, and um, we just always hang out at home and um, one of our kids this year made it, just one, that was it. One of them made it to, to midnight and they were like, and barely hanging on. So, um, so that went pretty good. I think we all had a good time. How about you? That's about how we were. We had, um, well, there, there's a couple in our church who has a party every year and, um, they, it's funny cause they actually do some recording, some videotaping of it, um, like every year and we're all grown. It's like, no, don't show that. We don't want to see what happened last year. And, but then it ends up being kind of funny. And, and, you know, it's like from year to year, we're like, wow, we're getting old. <laughs> Can't stay up <laughs> you know, late. So we're like, it's, we, we just, um, turn on the TV to watch, um, you know, the ball in Times Square drop. And of course, that's in New York, so it's 11 o'clock, mm -hmm. um, our time, you know, and so it drops and we're like, can we just like count that as the new year so I we know. can go home? Well, and that's kind of what but, we were doing is like, we watched the one at 11 o'clock and then we we're like, okay, it's all over with. Now I was like, man, if it was just like even a couple of hours earlier, then we could do it with the kids and pretend, you know, that it was the yeah. new year and send them to bed at nine o'clock. So, <laughs> and they would still be up late according to them anyway. So they'd like that, but I don't know. So anyway, what have you been knitting on lately of late? <sighs> Well, you know, it's like it's a new year and it's like trying to finish up the projects I wanted to get done in December and so I could start fresh. And of course that never happens, you know, the way I plan. Mm -hmm. But, um, for some reason, January is clap tea month for me. Oh yeah? Yeah. So I, I've had a couple of yarns that I knew I wanted to make clap teas out of. And so I'm hoping to get both of those done, um, this month. So I started one, um, in Brooks Farm Primero. Mm -hmm. And that's the yarn I've talked about on a previous podcast that I bought from my friend Adrian, who lives up in Chicago, and um, thought that some other like knit together people had either taken it to hide it from me, or um, <laughs> right. you know, were playing a prank on me. I had lost it, but I had actually wound the two skeins together, and and then I ended up um, buying a third skein off of Adrian. So um, anyway. Um, so that that's one of them. So I've started that, and I'm almost done with the increases on that. And then I'm making the Gainer shawl, um, G-A-E-N-O-R. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I have to say, <laughs> these, these, like, small shawls, I, I, I decided that 2010 was going to be, like, the year of shawls for uh -huh. me, or the year of lace. And, um... So that was one of them that was on my list and I am just like infatuated with this pattern. It's it's like a grandmother's favorite dishcloth of a shawl. Uh-huh. It looks I mean, pretty it's like easy. You start you start like at the bottom, you, you actually like knit it up and you're knitting the lace border as you go, but you're just doing the increases on one side. So instead of like, you know, doing where where it would come out in as a half of the the bottom half of the triangle on the dishcloth you're just doing you're doing the triangle but the um the long side is vertical mm -hmm. if that makes any sense kind of so yeah and um i'm really loving how it turned out it's turning out i actually ran out of yarn and i found a raveler who had bought the same yarn in the um the same update and so she's willing to part with it so she's sending it to me Oh. So I can finish because I completely misjudged the amount of yarn I needed. So I'm yeah. kind of disappointed in that. It's kind of um, hard to estimate on those because once you get going, you're like, oh, I'm not using any yarn at all. But it grows and grows and grows so fast. Yeah. And and I went, I mean, the pattern, it's, it said, I think they did 15 increases before you start the decreases back down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same yardage as what I was using. And I'm, I guess I probably should have paid a little bit more attention to gauge. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's a shawl. Yeah. I'm like, 
Who cares? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, gauge is important um, when it comes to the amount of yarn you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't think about that. So, I, anyway, I was very fortunate that she was willing to part with it, and and um, so I'll be able to finish that. But it's on hold right now. And then um, I, if if you followed me on Ravelry, you've seen my excitement that um, I got back into the spring fling uh-huh. again with yeah. the Loopy U, yeah. and so the fun has started with. Um, They'll, they'll be mentally knit along up to that point. And so I'm kind of double dipping. Um, I'm doing the Numa Numa Winter Don't Be Blue uh, knit along along with um, the Spring Fling knit along, which is an Anne Hansen pattern. So I'm doing the holiday socks and some Numa Numa Toasty in blue cheese. Ooh, that sounds lovely. So, so yeah. It's like, and Robert's Christmas socks, they kind of got stalled because... Gage was just totally messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't understand it because typically it's, you know, and we're talking plain stockinette socks. Yeah. Are this you, should not be hard. Are you changing and it's usually the way you knit? Or 68, um, 68 stitches is usually fine for him. Uh-huh. And it was completely off. So I don't, I don't even know what I've taken it down to now. Were you using it's a just trial and error. Did you use a different needle? No. Huh. No, and it's Dream and Color Smushy, oh, which so. is like, you know, three of the four pairs I've knit them have been Dream and Color Smushy. Oh. So I thought I had the recipe, and apparently I don't. Interesting. Uh, well, um, so I, if you're doing the, the it, it seems like it should be Summer of Shawls, but it's not really Summer of Shawls so much as, you know, yeah. The decade, a new decade of shawls or something. Anyway, um, have you seen, I know you have seen because it's Nitty's 2009 winter edition, the Bitterroot shawl thing, triangular shawl. Have you seen this shawl? I'm I'm sure I have, but I don't remember it. Well, you should look at it for one because I'm I'm, looking. (laughs) I'm like really surprised at how many projects just like exploded out of this. Shawl. It's like number two on the, the yeah. new and popular on yeah. Ravelry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know there are lots of people who love shawls, and it is beautiful. I think it is really beautiful, especially if you happen to go out and look at the project, um, and you look at the last one, um, which is Rosemary Hills, who is the, the pattern author. She has one in, like, purple with beads in it. I mean, stunning, beautiful, beautiful. I'd probably cast it on and knit it just like that, too. But um, I just was kind of curious if you had decided if you were going to do that mm. or not, if you were jumping on the Bitterroot bandwagon. <laughs> um, Probably not, but only because I have so many that, picked out. that I want to do. And I know we're going to talk about that. That is pretty, though. I'm seeing some nice yarns mm-hmm. they're using for this. Yeah, it's very interesting to see what everyone has knitted and it's gone fast it looks like I mean most of the people that I most of the projects are finished and um, I think that that I mean I don't know yeah it it is it's a very pretty lace pattern I guess there's only 27 finished out of the 129 that are going on, so maybe it's not as quick as I thought it might be. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because every time I have clicked on the pattern button lately, there's like a new bitter root out there or somebody's cued it or somebody faved it or something like that. And so I was just kind of wondering what your opinions were on that specific shawl. And we'll have to do a little episode and see which ones you're going to knit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I have I, I have a bunch in my queue and my faves, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that um, in this episode too. Yeah, definitely. Well, I I don't know if you have noticed this or not, but I have been going just crazy nuts knitting my global warming, which is my kind of. I know you're almost done with it. I know I'm knitting it right now as we talk, actually, because I'm just doing the final raglan. Um, increases and decreases and I am getting like fewer um, stitches on the needle as I go around but it's still like a good 200 at the top right now so um, so I'm just kind of you know knitting every time I can we, and I knit a little bit this morning while the boys were doing their schoolwork and everything and I'm just so excited to actually be able to wear it and I'm thinking I might get to wear it this weekend so we'll see how that goes so um, 
other than that, I don't really have that much stuff that I'm actually knitting right now because I have tunnel vision on this, obviously. Right. And um, but I did have some problems whenever I was starting it, and I knit, you know, a good like four inches before I realized that it was way too big, and then I had to frog all that and start over again. So, um, so not so bad, not too bad so far. It's been about um four or five days of you know, good solid knitting during movies and stuff like that to get me back to where I uh, am. Well, to get me to where I am right now anyway. So, um, And that's just, to me, that would be another sweater of doom, <laughs> you know, which is it. kind of what Shalom Cardigan is for me now because I have that still like on the yoke and I just, you know, don't even want to look at it. Yeah, but it's knit like back and forth and this is in the round which is like very little paying attention involved, you know. It's just kind of like yeah. knit knit knit. And I like it because um I don't I some people can they call some projects mindless knitting and um and then when I look at them I'm like I couldn't I couldn't really knit the clap tee without really paying attention to what I was doing, you know, or there are even some sock patterns that I have to pay attention to what I'm doing and look down at my hands too much for me to really enjoy it, you know, knitting it, I guess. So, um, but anyway, so this, this is like a truly mindless can knit like a full round without ever even looking at my hands, except maybe to slip a marker or something like that. So right. that's kind of perfect. Yeah. For it's kind of like my modern baby blankets, my mindless knitting project right now, yeah. but I'm, I'm kind of stalled out on it too, because, um, I'm trying to only knit it in the car. Uh huh. And it's been too cold. Really, too cold yeah. to knit a blanket. <laughs> well, it's like I I don't want to take my gloves off. Well, yeah, that's true. So it's the problem, you know, because so, um, yeah, we're having like sub-zero temperatures and definitely frigid wind chills, and yeah. only supposed to get worse and some more snow. So it's actually like winter here, um, which you know I really like, but um. That's probably why I'm getting mine so fast, <laughs> trying to get it yeah. so I can wear it. I would like it better if, um, you know, work was like school and we, you know, got snow days. Yeah, exactly. And get to take I off. I can stay home and, and do some stuff, but, um, you know, that, that doesn't work for me. So it's only at night and, and weekends. And, but um, the, the shower date is set, so I've got a deadline now. Yep, so. There you go. I've got to get cranking on that again. So going to have to get knitting. Well, um. Other than that, I had been kind of looking around at some things that I wanted to knit and had planned to start the Pi Pioneer, which is another knitty pattern. It's like a little, um, it's knit with sport weight yarn, and it's just a little kind of t-shirt type thing with a big scoop neck and uh, crochet scallop edge, I think, Yeah. Um, in the neck. It's really cute, kind of um, will be nice for springtime, and so I'm kind of thinking I'll start it later, but um, I think I'm going to do some more gloves or something for um for like to have around for when we're out doing stuff you know um the uh we were outside playing the other day and the kids were they're wearing the mittens that I made them a couple of years ago the we call them pirates um mittens that I made them and they're like yeah. starting to be way too small so yeah. I was thinking I should knit them some more but mostly they wear ski gloves when they're playing in the snow but they need some mittens for when they're not really you know playing in the snow and picking it up and everything and they're just outside you know like riding their bike or whatever they need some good gloves for that so I may yeah. venture into that we'll see I don't know that and um oh and I wanted to mention this um I kind of posted this on Twitter I think or Facebook or something that um I had knit two hats and I think I talked to talked to you about them before the Thorpe hats that are um just basic uh garter brim ear flap hats with like yeah. little braided tassels down the side and I gave um one of them to each of um, my husband's nephews and they were ecstatic. I mean, they're like grown up people too. I mean, they're, <laughs> one of them's a senior in high school and the other one's, you know, um, 20, maybe like 24 or something like that. And I have seriously never seen two people more excited about hand knit items than they were. And they 
put them on, never took them off the whole time that, that I was there. And the only thing that they e that even mentioned is that they were like, do you mind if we trade each other? Because I kind of want the brown one and he really wants the green one. So do you think we could trade? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> care if you trade, whatever. And they're like, and so, and then my sister-in-law was like, yeah, I had to take him to the airport and he was sporting his little hat that you made him and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's great that somebody actually loves that so much and everyone else was like oh I want one of those next year will you make me one next year etc cetera, etc cetera, you know so yeah I had the same thing at Christmas like last year I had made um I, I forget my dad I guess some dish cloths um you know because he just had some yucky old sponges and uh -huh. and when he opened them um my niece and my nephew's wife were both like oh we don't have any of those. Would you make us some of those for next year? And I'm like, dish cloths? Uh, sure, you know. <laughs> so, you know, that was, um, you know, I actually knit most of them in July when I was in my class. And then I had my sister's socks done, which she knew about. And then I think I talked about the Phenomenon gloves that I was making. And she saw them and went, oh, I like those. Are they for me? And so I gave those to her. But then I also... Um, she was trying to knit the slouchy, the Starcraft slouchy beret, uh -huh. and um, she picked the wrong yarn. She got a super bulky. I told uh -huh. her it wouldn't work. You know, we tried to adjust it. I'm like, it's just, it's going to be too stiff. It's not going to work and everything. And it came out, and she was laughing. She said, it looks like, you know, the cone head. And, <laughs> and, and she's like, you're just going to have to help me, you know, pick out some different yarn and stuff. And I thought, well, I'll just make her one for Christmas. So oh, um, I gave it to her. It was like an extra gift. And she's like, what's this? And she pulls it out. She goes, oh, is this the hat? And she goes, I think I'm going to cry. Aww. You know, and I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know, she really appreciates, you know, the gesture and the hand knit and everything. And then she's like, I can't believe. How long did that take you? Like what? Two hours? She's like I didn't want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like it was like the fifth or sixth one I'd made. So yeah, um, like I can whip and it And then out. she was actually wearing it Saturday. We went down to Branson, and um, my nephew's wife. Um, they were they were up here for the for the holiday, and um, she was like, I don't have a hat. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, Jamie, what colors do you like? And she goes, I like purple. I said, well, I don't have a purple one. But I said, if you stop by the house, I said, I've got a couple of extras. And so she ended up taking um, the blue-green one that I um, I think was the second one that I made. Cool. That's kind of nice so when people like. It was kind of nice to have yeah. extra hats lying around. And here, just have it, you know. Yeah, take this one. Well, and I plan to make, I bought the yarn to make Haley another hat too because um, we're getting to that point now where, you know, we they have had some of the hats and gloves and stuff for so long that they're like wanting something new again. So, and you know, they don't take that long. It's kind of a fun, easy little surprise to make them. So I'm happy to do that for them. So no big deal. Yeah, I kind of got on a hat kick, and I was like, I've got, I had so many hats in my queue that I finally had to take some out and just move them to faves because I'm like, okay, am I really going to, um, you know, do this, you know, and have like three very similar hats that are all the same just because they're different yarns and mm -hmm. and all of that, and and um, so anyway, we decided that on. Um, Martin Luther King Day, that actually the local knit together, we might be having a bonus um, get together during the day. And it's like, you can't leave until you've knit two hats. Oh, nice. Cause, I that'd mean, be you fun. know, that's like, what, four hours, five hours, if you're slow, you know. Because yeah. especially if you're using like size 10 or 11 needles, mm -hmm. you know, you can go fast on hats. Yeah. So, yeah, especially, I mean, unless it's like something really complicated or whatever, but, you know. I think for the most part, it would be quick and easy to churn out a couple of them, and then you can either have them for yourself or as extras or as gifts next year. So it's kind of a good idea. Yeah, I know that's pretty cool. So well, anyway, um, well, I think that's kind of got us all caught up on some of the things that we've been knitting. So um, maybe we'll go ahead and take this opportunity to talk about our cues some more. So if you guys will yeah. stay with us, then we will be right back after this. The wisdom that I'm longing for To mother your heart Anyone God has in my prayer There will be others Leading to guide you girl But only one you'll call mother 
in this episode that we would just talk a little bit about Ravelry and if you're not a part of Ravelry we encourage you to run right out and sign up to the to that website because it will be um, the thing that helps you with your knitting the most right yeah there's not even a waiting list now but yeah. um, we actually we had this suggestion for this episode from a listener who was new to Ravelry and she was a bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. because there was you know so much on there and and you just don't know where you're going or what to do or where to start yeah well so. I think that the place to start is definitely to find the knit together group and yes. sign up to that make yourself a member and um, then probably from there we can just talk about some of the basics of Ravelry and then we can talk about some of the new features too how's that sound yeah, I think we just probably need to kind of just walk through, you know, how we use it mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how we've organized our own stuff and, and everything. So. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I love Ravelry for the most is obviously picking out a project to knit because there are there's the patterns and then there's the yarn and then there are all the projects that fall underneath both of those things. And the day that they... Um, the day that they made the connection from where you can look at the yarns that were used on a pattern and then click on it and see all of those projects um, filtered by that yarn was just like golden to me. That was just the best thing ever whenever they did that. So um, for me, if I'm going to knit a sweater, I'll um, log into Ravelry and click on the patterns tab at the top. And then um, there's a search box where the The cursor automatically appears in the search box, but I usually click advanced search and um, it shows up some of like the really popular patterns right when you do that. But you'll notice underneath that search box, there are all these filters so that you can can say, well, I don't really want to buy a pattern. So how about show me all the free ones? And um, I'm going to pick under pattern, I'm going to pick the category of... Um, you can choose pullover or cardigan um, or tank or tee or whatever kind of garment you want to wear. And so, you know, in this case, I would maybe pick cardigan. And then you can sort it by um, the weight of yarn that you want to use. Um, you can do, um, you can change the sort over to like most popular, which is usually what I do because then you can see a lot of projects. And so um, using just the free and cardigan the number one is the February lady sweater and so if I'm interested in that I'll just click on the link to it and then you can see all of the details about the pattern a couple of pictures right off the front including um, there are 7,661 projects so that's an awful lot to sift through um, but it gives you a lot of ideas and so um, if you wanted to look at yarn ideas to see how much you want to use or what other people used. Um, You could do that. Just click on yarn ideas and then um, And actually you you want to click on the link for the 7,661 projects to get you um, where you can see the yarn ideas and actually I guess there is a tab. Yeah, there's a tab there. But, um, but you're right, if you don't really know what yarn you want to use, you just want to kind of browse through, um, you can just click on the, the projects tab and it will show you all of the projects. One of the things that I have really come to like and is also kind of new is if you click the drop down menu that says show all projects, um, it'll show you your favorites, the one that maybe you favorited before. Um, it also says helpful notes. And if you have any that say helpful to me, they will show up there too. So And the helpful notes is, is something fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's if you're on someone's project and, and you know they've made it and they've got a lot of details out there um, and you click on their project, you can actually click it's like a little life preserver um, icon, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and usually what it is is that, um, say you were making a sweater and you needed to convert it to something else, or you found that, oh, you know, doing bind off under the arms was harder than leaving the stitches live and then kitchenering them together later. So people will post that in their notes for their projects, and then um, other people will click the button that says, yes, these notes are helpful. And then, um, again, if you click that button, then you can sort the project by the ones that were helpful to you, too. I find that's good if you think you're going to make the project and you say, yes, these notes are helpful. And then when you go back to make it, you can sort by those ones that you wanted to go back and look at. And one of the things that, like, you really want to look for, too, um, it's kind of the old, there's, you know, actually, I think this is in the Bible. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. Um so if if you're finding a pattern that you you maybe like parts of it but not all of it like February lady sweater and uh, the pattern's a three quarter sleeve but say you know you're like well I don't like three quarter sleeves I either want to make it long sleeved or I want to do short but I don't know when to cut it off or I don't know how much more I need to do or do I need to do you know how do I make it flare out as you know as much chances are someone's already done that yep. and they'll have their notes in their project. So, you know, go out and look, don't just look at the pattern and say, well, I like it, but it's not exactly what I want. So I can't modify it myself. Right. Because someone's probably already done it and you can go out and look at their notes and then, um, make the pattern the way you want it. Yep. And that's should, that kind of brings us to the other, um, main use for Ravelry besides, um, you know, obviously picking out things to knit and stuff, is that um, each one of these projects is because a user posted a project on their page. So if you were in Ravelry and you went to your notebook and your project page, then you could cast on a project and put your notes in there. And one, that will help you keep track of what you're doing in your pattern in case you ever want to make it again. And you might be helping someone else who wants to make this pattern. Um, so, for example, on my global warming sweater, I am taking notes on all of the sizing that I did, the resizing, and um, how I did everything so that um, when I go back and want to make another one, I'll know what I did. But somebody else may say, oh, you know, I think that size would work for me, and they can just follow my notes, too. Which is very helpful. So, yeah. Um, if if you are in your projects, though, so one of the things I like that Casey's added recently is the ability to organize. Yes. Because I am a type A <laughs> organizer. Um, so since I already have mine organized the way um, I've done it, I'm not, I'm not sure I remember how it was before, mm -hmm. but. Um, I, I have a, a tab that says all projects mm -hmm. that pulls up everything. And then over to the far right, there's an organize tab. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually add um, the tabs. And I, and I want to make sure that I'm speaking clearly. And, uh, and tabs, T-A-B is in boy, not tags, T-A-G is in girl. Mm -hmm. um, which you might also want to tag your projects um, for ease of searching um, and that's all part of your organizational structure mm -hmm. but I have mine uh, divided into like basic categories so I have um, baby bags hands so that's my mittens and gloves mm -hmm. hats home which would be for towels dishcloths pillows Blankets, um, scarves yeah. shawls socks and sweaters yeah. So I find that pretty much everything I do falls into one of those categories. Um, although I think I'm probably going to have to add um, a tab for pet. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure that um, our good friend Lucy will be happy to hear um, <laughs> that there'll tab. be a pet tab. I'll start be knitting sweaters for Jed. I, I felt bad I had to go buy him a coat because I was like, I don't have time to knit him a sweater. Aww. It's so stinking cold. <laughs> so he's like this little parka and you know, with a hood on it and everything. And Robert thinks I'm being silly, but he seems to like it. So I think he's going to like wearing sweaters too. Yeah. So do you have yours um, organized that way? No, or actually, do you something different? Um, actually what I did, I put this off because I was thinking that um, I wasn't sure how I wanted to organize it because um, my favorites are organized 
by t uh, by tags, as you were saying, T A G S, mm -hmm. and I have tags all in different ways because I have Fair Isle, which um, it helps me find things that are Fair Isle when I want to do some color work. Um, and then I also have, you know, like cardigan and pullover. So that's separated out. Um, and then I have some of the same ones that you have, like pet. And um, I have one for toys and things like that. And that really just helps me be able to go back and look at my favorites just by clicking on tabs. And so I hadn't decided if I want to organize my project by type or by knitting type, if that makes sense. Like um, instead of just sweaters. Do I want to say uh, put all the Fair Isle stuff in one group and all the home stuff in one group and you know all of the winter wear so to speak in one group? I just hadn't really kind of gotten down to the way that I wanted to organize it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about that. Now my favorites I have organized very similarly and and like we were saying with favorites, you can actually favorite um, multiple types of items in Ravelry. So you can you can favorite someone else's project or you could fave, um, fave is now a verb, um, fave a pattern. You can fave a designer or stash um, yarn brands or forum posts or even advertisements, although um, I'm not certain why I really would want to fave an advertisement. I do that sometimes um, for the ones that go to Etsy, like... Um, I saw one the other day for stitch markers, and so I went ahead and faved the ad. That way, I would always have the link um, to that, you know. Oh, there you go. To that, you know, to that specific person. So, but I have like in in my favorites, though. I mean, still typically, if if I'm looking for something that hasn't made it to my queue, and we'll work our way back around to the queue here in a minute. Um, but like, I have 82 patterns faved. Mm -hmm. Well, those are patterns that. I don't necessarily um, want to have um, in my queue because my queue is too big, but I don't want to forget that pattern's out there. Mm -hmm. And so, first of all, it's like if I go to my favorites, you can either look at all favorites you, or I can narrow it down. It's like, no, I just want to look at the patterns. Well, then I look at the patterns and I'm like, okay, I want a hat. And I have 18 hats that I have in my faves. Mm -hmm. Like like I said, I kind of went on a hat craze. And it's yeah. like, how many slouchy berets do I need? Um, but then I look at that. One of the things that I, I try to get in the habit of doing, and I actually went back and kind of cleaned up my faves, mm -hmm. is this is where I, I really um, started working with the tags, the T-A-G is in girl. Um because I would t also tag it as a hat because that's what gets it into the folder of the category of hat. Mm -hmm. But then um, I also would add a tag for free if it was a free pattern. Yep, so it's that. very obvious to me that, oh, if I want to make this one, I have to buy it. Mm -hmm. So I have I have um, free and I have download, which means I need to buy it. Or I may have, um, I may go ahead and add the tag purchased if I've gone, if I've gone ahead and bought it. Or, um, it may not be free, it may be in a magazine, so I'll put magazine as a tab and if I already have it. Um, so that, that's really been helping me lately with trying to figure out what I want to make because, you know, if you have 30 items in your queue and you need to go out and spend, you know, $6 on, you know, all the patterns, um, right. that's probably not realistic all at once. Right. And how in the world do you only have that many patterns in your favorites when I have 565 patterns that are my <laughs> favorites? <laughs> well, I went through probably the end of last year uh -huh. and I really really pared down like am I going to make that am I really ever going to make that uh -huh. or am I just saving it because I like it and maybe maybe it's just that I like someone's project and I really you know it's not something I'm ever going to make uh -huh. so my biggest category um I'm looking here Actually, believe it or not, hats. Hats and biggest. sweaters are tied at 18. Wow. And then I have 16 shawls that are faved. And um, I only have one baby pattern that's faved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I have a ton of untagged items. 366 are untagged because um, there were all the faves going on long before you could tag them. And so... Right. Um, 
but I have, I think, 27 cardigans and um, like 32 fair isles. <laughs> so um, a lot of the times I just leave it in there for inspiration, really. I mean, that's yeah. Much see, I can thing. see going back. Like, I only have the 18 sweaters now, but I could see going back and adding pullover cardigan or mm -hmm. you know jacket um, to to even narrow that down for you know when it starts getting bigger. Yeah. But that's just that's just the faves, you know. So if 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 you have a pattern in your faves and then you can move it to your queue, I mean you actually would click on the pattern and if you're looking on a pattern in Ravelry, um there's um three buttons over to the right, cast on, um either add to faves or in faves and then uh, to queue. And the queue is for me and organizing those are the things that I want to make um, soon as you have fairly the quickly, yeah. you know, or, or it's imminent, you know, that those are the ones I really want to try and get done and concentrate on. Mm -hmm. now that's so then I just go to my queue and I'm like, I want to make a hat. So I click on my hats tab uh -huh. and I'm like, oh, I only have two hats in my queue. <laughs> <laughs> and one is, one is free and one is, um, you know, a download. That you have to pay for. Well, yeah. um, I kind of do like, I don't know. I've had some trouble with the queue versus the faves thing for a while. And um, mostly it's because sometimes I'll just add stuff to my queue thinking, oh, I've got to make that. And then I don't. So then I go back and just remove it from the queue and add it to my faves. And it would be really nice if there was a way to move it out of your queue and in, just into your faves. Um, but yeah, because you lose your tags and you have to yeah. go back and remember to re-tag it. Right. And one thing I really like using my queue for is setting up like a, a Christmas or birthday tab for the year to come and then keeping that full of all the stuff that I want to make throughout the year for Christmas. Gifts. Now that's a good idea to have a gift tab. I might have to do that. Yeah. Mine right now says... Yeah. Christmas 09 and it had like all the kids toys in there and other stuff that I planned to make and if I wanted to you know quickly make something I would just put that tag to it that yeah that's a really good idea I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go look through mine and and do that of course I only have 25 25 items in my queue right now and technically it's 23 because two of them I haven't I've started the project but I've not started them on Ravelry uh-huh so they're still sitting they're in my queue. There. But, I mean, that's that's another way. This is how, you know, we walk you through what we do. We go to our queue. We figure out what we're going to do. Well, I have already started um, another clap of tea. So if I'm looking at my queue, it's actually number 21. Mm -hmm. It's in my shawls, in my free. And so um, below the picture, it's a start project. Mm -hmm. So I click start project, and then it brings it up as new knitting project, and you edit details. And then you need to come up with a clever name for it, which is always hard. <laughs> oh, the pressure. <laughs> yeah. So usually I do like a combination of the yarn and the pattern or, you know, whatever. And and um, then this is where you can add some more tags. And these tags, I think, are more for other people who mm -hmm. are might be searching for something. Yep. So, you know, they, they have a lot of suggested um, tags and I usually pick most of you know what they have and that's kind of what I do too and I think you can go back later and search your your own projects based on those tags too if you wanted to but yeah well and like I knew like the the one I just started um, is the clap of tea mm -hmm. so I'm making it out of Brooks Farm Primero so I'm calling it the Primero clap of tea mm -hmm. so you go through made for me it's for me size well it's you know I'm going to make this one shawl sized. Mm -hmm. So I'll type that in. It already has the pattern clap of tea because that was in the queue. It, it already knows the craft is knitting. And so I add my tags. Um, I've got a place to add my needle size. So that's an eight. And then the yarns. Um, now, when I don't know if you do this. I, it it kind of helps me to be organized when I'm adding stuff to the queue. That I'll, it, it pops up the box and you can put in some tags and put in like the yarn you think you're going to use and it brings that up, but that doesn't link it to my stash yarn. Right. So, so even though I've pulled it up, it says Brooks Farm Primero. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to delete that yarn and click the X. 
and then um, it'll say are you sure you want to remove this yarn from your project so I say yes and then I click on use stash yarn and I'm going to go right back in and pick um, the Brooks Farm Primero and click the little green plus and add it and um, now that's going to link it to my stash which you know is always good and then we've got the place for the notes and I can, you can put um, your progress bar so I'm maybe 10-15% done and when did I start that? When did I cast on for that? What was... did I cast on on that January 1st? I don't know, all of my days are running together right now. <laughs> I think it was the second and then you can put like a little happy face so if you put the really sad face, that's an ugh, and you know that's not going to to work well. And then you can um, you save your changes, and then you can go in and you can add photos. And if you um, you know have a blog post about it, you can link your blog to it. People can comment on it. Like Kate might go in and she might put on the comments, "You're making another clap of tea." <laughs> You're clapo crazy. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But anyway, now I have this project that's, you know, in my um, whips. So when I click on my project page, um, it shows it's, you know, the, of course I've got four projects with no pictures because I just can't seem to get the camera out and have daylight to, you know, try and get a decent picture of stuff. Um, really anyway, so that's kind of how, you know, we walk through, you know, keeping track of stuff in the queue and, and, everything yeah and you know what I was yeah. just thinking that um, well there's a lot of different things that you can keep in your notebook which are very helpful we talked about projects we talked about um, your queue and your faves we touched on your stash your stash you just set it up like you would a project and take a picture of your yarn that'll help you to know what you have in your stash so that you can make something um, because it will tell you um, how much that if you have Say you're getting ready to make a project and it calls for Cascade 220, it will tell you that you have so many yards of Cascade 220 in your stash so that you can know that you're about to use that. Um, so other than those, those are like the main things. Um, the secondary things to using Ravelry for um, keeping track of your projects and finding projects to make um, and patterns and yarns is the social networking aspect of it and yes. that's one thing that has made it even more of a, a success I think in my humble opinion is that um, you can join a group you can um, make your own groups you can friend people um, you can send messages kind of like um, you know, if you've been on Facebook, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, join Ravelry. It's the Facebook for knitters. You know, it's the right. it's the way where you can go. And while you can't really post messages just on your wall, so to speak, you're actually posting projects on your wall. And um, the way that it works for most people to talk to each other is through the forums, which are tied to a group, which is why we said you should just join the knit together group on Ravelry and then you can from there um, talk to us and see our posts and be notified of new podcasts and projects and things that we're, we have going on too. And um, again that's that's one of the things like when we first got on Ravelry you know I think I signed joined like I don't know 50 groups or oh, something like that <laughs> like well you know, then you go to the forums and you have like all these unread posts. It's like, I can't keep up with that. Mm -hmm. So I really have kind of narrowed mine down. Right now I'm a member of 19 groups and that kind of bugs me. I need to find a 20th just to have it be even. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, so you, you, you can find anything that interests you. I mean, you're, you're in, I'm in the Shih Tzu group and you're in the Chihuahua yep. group, you know. Um, I, I'm in the, the Windy Knits group. I'm a big fan of Windy Knits mm -hmm. and Loopy U. And um, I joined the Droid group because I want to get um, the Droid eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been, you know, reading those posts and flagging some some things. So I remember, like, oh, I'll need this app or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you know, across the top on your tabs where you've got my notebook, patterns, yarns, people, forums, groups. That's where you'll find if you're looking for the groups and then you go to forums 
and that's where you can read all the posts and so and you can organize those yes everything can be organized everything so organized. i have like a main page of the groups that i really want to keep up with and then um, my secondary page mm -hmm. um, that i've moved stuff to yeah and it's nice you know if you only participate in like four or five groups you can keep those on your main page and then if you um you just want to have access like I am I never really read the posts that go along with the ISO which is the in search of um, basically the for sale yarn um, right. needles whatever it's called anyway I'm in that group but I obviously don't really post in it or read every single thing so um, it's on my secondary page however um, when you want to if you're on your forums page and um, you need to say you want to learn how to crochet something or you know you have some specific thing that you're looking for you can search my groups or you can search um, your favorite posts or you can just uh, search everything well I find it handy to be able to be in some of the groups where I know I might find my answers and so I just stay members of those groups for that reason so that I don't get or you don't even have to join a group if I mean but but there will be a group out there for like like there, when we were making the Central Park hoodie. Mm -hmm. There's the Central Park hoodie group. Right. Well, I didn't want to join the group because I didn't really want to participate. But you know, I I went out there and I read. I you know, and I looked through the topics and it's like, oh, here's the yes, we're not the only ones who think that the sleeves are narrow. Right. And here's here's what they did, and then that kind of you know gave us guidance on on what to do. Right. And there's some you'll find yourself um, participating in more often than others. And so um, you can, like we had talked about, just organize them, um, make sure that you, um, you can uh, favorite posts. Like if you come across a post where somebody says, this is how I resized this, um, then you can click the little heart and favorite that post so you can go back and find it later. I find that very helpful. Yeah, yeah, I do that, and then I, um, I, I try and keep those cleared out because I don't like to have a lot of favorited posts. It's just, it's usually just a quick, like a sticky note yeah. for me to remember. Um, you also mentioned friends, mm -hmm. and um, sometimes random people will find you and friend you. Um, I never feel obligated to friend people back, although I do, I do, I look, if so, if, if, if one of our listeners friends me, I do look to see if you're a member of our group and then I automatically friend you back. Yeah. If you're not a member of our group and you, it's just been random, that's probably why I've not friended you back. <laughs> just because, I mean, if anything, um, even more so than like the favorites, I mean, I've got, eight pages of friends. I'm not sure how many that is. And I'm sure I don't have as many as, as a lot of people, but um, one of the cool things about friends, and I think we might've talked about this in our um, technology episode is that there's an RSS feed for friend activity. Mm -hmm. And that is where I find more of my inspiration than anything Me because too. I use Google reader and from tracking my blogs and I have this RSS feed for friend activity coming in. So then when I'm over on Google reader um, and I've got that all organized as well too, but it comes up, I've got like this whole stream for Ravelry and it's like, Oh, Kate's finished her pinwheel blanket. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Wow. That's really pink, you know? Yeah. And Oh, look, um, you know, Tabitha, she's got a new pattern out there. Wow, you know, good for her. And, oh, look, here's Amy from our local group, and she has just faved Wendy Knits Pretty in Pink Nalu. I don't know what this is. It's like fingerless gloves. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm, I'm literally, I'm looking at it now, you know. It's like, oh, here's somebody's faved, you know, these these dishcloth patterns. And, oh, that's actually really is a cute sweater. Yep. Um, one of my friends, the simplest sweater by Juliet Romeo Juliet. Hmm. And um, that's really cute. So you know what? I'm going to add it to my faves. So I <laughs> click on add to faves and let's do a tag and it's a sweater. So I'm going to put that and um, it's free. So I'm going to put free in there and save it. And now that's in my faves. And Kate can go and look and go, oh, look, Tammy just faved the sweater. That is cute. I think I'll save it. And then everyone who's Kate's friends who's following Faze her it. sees this. 
And that's how the wildfire nits get going. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the bitter root that you were talking about. I'm sure yeah. that's what happens. I bet it is. And I have, you can set up your, um, to not to confuse you even more, but just to give you a better way of how you can use technology, is that um, I have like three or four feeds from Ravelry. I have, if somebody adds a new project folder, that's one feed. I mean, project photo, I should say. Um, That's a feed. If someone adds a new project to their favorites, that's a feed. If they add it to their queue, that's a feed. And then I have another one that's our forum. And so if somebody posts something, I see that one too. Um, The best thing about that is that when I'm kind of bored and I'm sitting around, um, like, and I don't want to pull out my knitting, I will pull out my phone and I'll flip through what other people are queuing and I'll just add a star to it so that later I can go back and add that to my queue or at least look at it on my computer to see how it looks and see if I really like it. So um, you can set those up so that you're seeing what you want to see in the way you want to see it for the most part. There are some limitations, I should say. Yeah. Like, I wish that uh, our Yeah, all of, all of my friend activity comes as one. So whether it's a, a favorite or updating a project or finishing a project, um, that, that all comes as one. But then I also have, like, a couple of um, discussions, like, um, I'm actually I'm subscribed to the feed for um, the Blackberry group, which I'm not a member of. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just in case something happens. You know, um, looks like Blackberry group's kind of dying down now that everyone's switching to Droids. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the Ravelry news feed, and then the Ravelry blog. So those are all under my Ravelry tabs in Google Reader. Nice. Well. Um Anyway, I hope that that gives you guys a good. We can talk about Ravelry for hours and hours, and yeah. we're really hoping that we didn't even touch on the library. Yeah, I know. Is, you know. So we will, or messages, or you know, uploading your own patterns and selling things on here. So um, what Fine. we'll do is we'll start a little thread, and maybe we can post some of those things out there that we find helpful about Ravelry, and um, discuss it alongside this thread. Awesome. Yeah, and if you have any questions, you know, um, you know, make sure you post them. Somebody's got the answer. Yeah, or there's lots of different ideas of how to do stuff. Right. So stay with us, and we'll be right back with Knitting from the Word. Well, you know, there is only so much, um, or there's so much on Ravelry that, you know, we probably only scratched the surface. But that's why it's good to spend time talking about how we use it and how it's helped us in our knitting life. And by sharing what we've learned, we help others whether they're new to the site or not. It's the same idea with our Christian lives. It's important for us to share our struggles and our joys so that by doing so, we can encourage and bless and teach others. That's why Kate and I do this podcast. We want to be an encouragement to each one of you, but we're by no means perfect in our walks with Christ. And that's why we value your feedback so much, because we have learned so much from so many of you. Um, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen reminds us, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, so that it may benefit those who listen. So we want to continue to encourage you in your own study time, because even greater than Ravelry, the Bible has depths of wisdom and guidance and encouragement that we've only begun to discover. So don't only read it, but study it. And if you have a passage that you're struggling with, read it in other translations or paraphrases. Read some other study guides by reputable authors for their insights and interpretations. 
And when you've learned something new or you come to a different understanding of a passage, we really hope that you'll share it with us, either through the website or our Ravelry group. Um, we just appreciate your encouragement so much, and we just want to thank you for um, sharpening us. When we... Um we try to have our daily devotions here, um, and I encourage our kids to do that so that maybe they, they can instill, we can instill that habit in them. And um, we were just reading Proverbs um, this month, you know, 31 days of all 31 Proverbs. And, um, you know, and every time I read it, I learn something new. And every time I um, read it, somebody else with somebody they'll bring something up to me that they caught or understood in a different way even if it's just my children who are doing that so um, I encourage you to take a look at things that you've already read and maybe even find somebody who will read those things with you and discuss them if you um, don't feel like doing that online with us so yeah and, and we would be um, remiss if we didn't mention at this time um, when Katie and I started this podcast, um, gosh, can you believe it's been two years? I know. I mean, it's it's crazy, but um, there there were a few very special people who found us that God brought into our lives, and um, you know, through emails and um, telephone calls, and um, you know, the postings on Ravelry and everything have just you know, been such an encouragement to us, and we really appreciate that. But um, I think most of you know that um, we lost um, our friend Dana Schaefer, um, who was Dane Nitz on Ravelry. She um, is with Jesus now, um, and she is healed from the cancer that was um, ravaging her body. But she was just such a blessing and encouragement to us, and um, we just we do want to make sure that we lift up um her husband Barry um, and her mom Sue in our prayers and, and everyone else who actually knew her in real life and um, yep. anyway we just I just wanted to mention that yep and um, we uh, prayed for Dana several times on our podcast pretty much every episode from the yeah. beginning I think you know um, and we're we're grateful for the time that we got to have with her. So while it is difficult for us and difficult for the family to see her go, um, we just wanted to um, make sure that we continue to keep the family in our prayers for a while. So yeah. um, if you have prayer requests or you know praise reports or com you know anything comments or questions, um, get in touch with us, and we're happy to pray for you, even if you. Um, tell us you don't want it mentioned on the podcast we're still here um you know reach out to us and we will pray for you so thanks again for listening and um you know don't forget to send us your comments and emails and if you're in the springfield missouri area join us on thursday nights for knit together at ridgecrest and if you happen to be in the joplin area then come on over to carthage where we are knitting on monday nights and there's more information um, on our website for both of those locations and i will go ahead and take this time to close this in prayer Father God, thank you for this time that we've had to come together and um, to get to know our friends and um, just this opportunity to speak to um, all of our listeners who are out there. God, we just ask that you will bless them all this uh, new year, this new decade that we're starting together. Father, we just ask that you will continue to bless this podcast for as long as um, it is your will that we should continue recording it and that we can encourage um, and lift up people. Um, just as you had set in our hearts to do, Father. Um, all we want to do is glorify you in this lifetime, whether it be with our knitting, our podcasting, our emailing, or just any anything that we do, Father. So please bring those people to us who need um, our prayers and our support so that we can encourage them and lift them up. And, Father, we just want to um, lift up definitely... Um, all of the family members of Dana, especially her mother and her husband, Barry. Father, we just ask right now that you will be with them as they um, just suffer the loss of her on this earth, but celebrate the fact that she is in heaven with you, Father. Um, there's no greater joy for us um, as we lose someone to know that that person is in your arms, Father, to know with certainty that they are with you and that we will one day 
uh, soon, hopefully be um, rejoined with them in your heavenly presence, Father. Um, we just ask right now that you will continue to bless um, Tammy and me and my family and um, her family, Robert, and, and the rest of her family, Father, as um, we continue to do this podcast and all the things that are involved in it and the technology, um, all of our the support that we receive, Father, we just ask right now that um, you will also lay your hand of protection on our families this new year, Father. Thank you again. We praise you. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna get